Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Wednesday, November 2nd. Hope that uh, your week is off to a great start. And uh, today we had uh, ADP come out. We'll talk about that and more with some earnings reports coming up when Dave joins us in just a moment. Before we do that, though, please, let's not forget that uh, this world we live in, folks, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control. The war in Ukraine, what happens in Washington, D.C., a lot of things that we can't control. But you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. But you got to know how much risk you have before you know if it's too much or maybe it's not enough. It can happen both ways. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule our core retirement analysis. Hey, folks, again, it's that simple. It's that easy. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 for our core retirement analysis. With that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Highlands Light FM morning all. We're at 841 here. That makes it 19 before 9 if all you've got is analog. It's time to check in and see what the Sam Hill's going on with your money on Wall Street this morning. This is going to be an eventful day. Whether you like it, whether I like it, or will, whether Philip Statler likes it or not, because it's interest rate day for the Federal Reserve. Philip's on the line now. Philip, good morning. Are you ready for fun today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, it will be a, a fun day for sure when the Fed starts to uh, roll out what the interest rates are going to be and how much they're going to tick them up. And uh, if it's not three quarters of a percent, um, it, it will be uh, havoc on Wall Street. Oh, Lord. It's going to be havoc either way, as a matter of fact. If they shock the pants off of us only to a half a percent, we're going to skyrocket. If we go up by 1%, we're going to see Armageddon happen, I suspect. And I'm still betting, and you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, I just do not believe the market is priced in a three-quarter percent bump, given all the euphoria we had in the Dow and the other indexes last week. I just think that hope springs eternal, and everybody keeps hoping. And you know, they do three-quarters of a percent today at, uh, at 2 p.m. My bet is we're still going to see a seismograph in the market charts. Well, I think I, I'm maybe not a seismic graph, but but I think it will definitely. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, Dave. I, I got mixed emotions about that. It, it may not. I mean, they may have uh, priced that three quarters in. I mean, that's all we've been talking about is a three quarter percent increase. Um, yeah, but while we've been talking about it, everybody's been buying everything like chiclets for the last week, and that sounds to me like irrational exuberance to me. Well, I think that maybe they're looking at <laughs> earnings. You know, they're looking at some of the earnings reports and uh, uh, and some of the economic numbers, which um, you and I, again, say, that, you know, it should be good news is bad news, but it, it, it hasn't worked that way to a certain degree now. Yeah, it begins to sound that way. I mean, there are times in my life where I go out on a limb and say I expect something, and I'm danged happy to say when I'm wrong, because generally when I'm wrong, it's generally good news, and I'm hoping to heck I'm wrong when I see that at 2 this afternoon, but you'll pardon the cynicism in me. Uh, we kind of start out with another one of those, as you say, something that should be good news and should be, given what it does to expectations, be bad news, and that's the uh, government data dumps that we got this morning. Start out with probably the least consequential of the bunch. Uh, mortgage applications, they were down another 1.7% last week. Now this week they showed down 0.5%. 
which kind of indicates a little bit of a leveling, because I'm not 100% sure we've hit bottom yet on that. Uh, there's still the you know, average 30-year mortgage fixed rate now is at 7.06%, and that hasn't scared the market completely down to dead in the water yet. Uh, the other one is the private employment figure that ADP puts out. Last week it was 180, or last month it was 180,000 private sector jobs added to the economy. Everybody expected it to be up, or I'm sorry, 208 last month. They expected it to be only 180. Instead of going down, the employment market ain't leveling off, Philip. We went up to 239,000 new private sector jobs, which is a real head scratcher, isn't it? It really is, especially after the news that came out yesterday, which I mean, maybe it goes hand in hand because job openings actually went up in uh, September. It bounced from the, the uh, 10.3 million and it went up to 10.7 million for September, wow. which is way more than was expected. They were expected to go down to 9.8. And I was hoping maybe we'd even miss that market and go down a little bit further. But you know, when there's more job openings, I think I read an article that that's 1.9 jobs are available for every person that wants to work. Uh, I was going to say that's yeah. about double the total long-term unemployment numbers. So cheering for a decrease in available jobs is not wishing ill on your neighbors. We have more jobs than we got people right now. And that's exactly what the Fed does not want to see. You're exactly right. So I was really, um, you know, kind of surprised to see the ADP number come out. Um, but as well as, I mean, you know, the other thing that we not talked about yet is the construction spending number, Dave. It uh, it did way better than expected. I mean, it was expected to fall six tenths of a percent. It actually, went up two tenths of a percent. So, yeah, I'm scratching my head this morning. I'm just imagining those birds at the Federal Reserve meeting uh, this morning, sitting around the table, sipping their lattes and saying, Jay. We just can't seem to kill this economy, no matter how hard we try. <laughs> yeah, which makes you fear the fact they may try harder. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the upshot to where I was going. Anyway, all of this is going to go into the hopper for the Federal Reserve meeting. And at 2 this afternoon, they tell us what they're going to do to our interest rates. And like I said, the average 30-year mortgage is already at 7.06%, which is uh, still not bad compared to history, but uh, it still is just earth-shakingly large compared to the fact that only less than a year ago, I financed my home over again at 2.9%. I mean, when you start tripling your mortgage rates inside of a year, it's got to make the world sit up and take notice, doesn't it? it? It does. It does. And it has to eventually impact our real estate markets. And and, and I think we are starting to see that in, uh, in at least some states of the country. Um, we may not feel it here for a little while. I mean, I think we'll start to see prices fall some just because people aren't going to get as much for their houses up north. Um, and so they're going to have less money to come down here and pay cash. Yeah, from what I'm hearing from my real estate friends is so far around this neck of the woods is they're still selling homes. Uh, no, you're not getting an offer on the day that you list it like we were for a little while, but they're still selling homes, and I kind of track my own home's value. It's actually increased in value over the last month or so. So uh, we're we've got the luxury here in the central part of Florida of having kind of a delayed effect. So we kind of have, watching the, watching the other cities in the country, we just kind of got six, eight months' worth of warning that, uh, yeah, there's going to be a leveling going on down there, but right now we're still relatively healthy here. 
Yeah, we are. We are. And so, but that, that will definitely be an indicator though. And it may be the last indicator we see uh, before things really start to fall apart is, is our real estate market here locally. Yeah, understood. Yeah, the delay sometimes also means that we're kind of the last shoe to fall. Other tidbits I'm getting out of the tip sheets that I'm reading this morning, it's kind of earth-shaking. Amazon, for the first time in something like three years, their market capitalization value has fallen to under $1 trillion. Lordy Gersh, almighty Jeff Bezos might have to sell one of his spaceships. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I remember when they crossed over. You know, that trillion dollar number. So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, when you have a bad quarter, which they had a pretty bad quarter, um, those things happen to us, right? Yep. Better check the used car lots. Maybe there's going to be a used rocket on one of them one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that hit down the line is a news item this morning. Uh, We've all the headlines and everything that kind of dropped out of the headlines as the settlements are going on. But CVS has agreed to uh, six billion, that's B, billion dollar settlement, uh, assuming it's approved by the court on that opioid lawsuit that's going on there. One of the drugstores that got caught up in that chain of uh, being a little bit too loosey-goosey in terms of uh, giving out the uh, heavy-duty meds, and they've settled for $6 billion if the court approves it. That's kind of a chunk out of their balance sheet, isn't it? It really is, and um, they were one of the companies that uh, announced their earnings today, and so they actually, um, better than expected revenue and profits, obviously, that settlement is not part of the last quarter's numbers, so um, they adjusted their full-year guidance some, but they're not not getting crushed today because of that news. They're actually up about nine-tenths of a percent this morning. Well, I guess everybody figured they had that built into their price, the expectation they were going to have to settle. I know there's a lot of other companies that have reported this morning. Any other high points you can share with us? Well, I want, I want to share a low point with you first before we get to some of the high uh-huh. points. Um, and this one, I don't think they announced uh, any earnings, but um, I want to talk about Tupperware here for a minute because Tupperware has been around as long as I can remember. You know, as a mm-hmm. kid, you had Tupperware parties. I I remember my mom having them. So it's one of those those companies that's kind of uh, been around a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, uh, t- they came out this week and um, made an announcement that they're unable to comply with some of their covenants in their credit agreements. And um, yeah, and so that raises some issues and some and, and doubts as to whether or not they have the ability to continue as a going concern, I mean, can they really stay in business? Um, and so we've got Tupperware down 34% this morning, Dave. I mean, it Holy closed crud. yesterday at $7.73. Right now, it would open at $5.10 a share. Man, what a hit. Jeez, what a what a fall. People, stop using those used margarine containers. Go buy Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things. You know, that's just one of those companies that's been around forever, at least my oh, yeah. lifetime. So, um, Mine, too. Yeah, so we do have a little bit more bad news. That's the worst news I think I saw out there. Um, Estee Lauder reported, and I guess... There's got to be something um, weird there. I see a lot of red on their numbers pre-market. They are. They, uh, they issued weaker-than-expected outlook. Um, even though they had a better than expected um, earnings and revenue uh, for the last quarter, looking ahead, not so good. Weaker, 
Um, weaker than expected, noting, you know, they're another one of those companies is indicating the strong dollar is putting pressure on them. Um, higher cost, and then maybe they'll get a little ease out of this after we talked yesterday about the COVID lockdowns maybe starting to get loosened up a little bit because that's one of the big things they said is that the COVID lockdowns in China, you know, I'm sure that's where a lot of their stuff gets manufactured, has been a big issue for them. And so SL Auto is trading down this morning 9.3%. It'll actually be a new 52-week low for them. Now, for reference's sake, it does need to be said there's still $186 stock, so it's not like they're penny yeah. stock level. They're, <laughs> they're not. They're not cheap. Not cheap for sure. Nope. Um, I, I'm gonna say that there's a lot. There's more. There's no. Ah, there's more. Not good news than good news today, Dave. Um, unfortunately, we had uh, Paramount Global. They beat on top and bottom lot. I'm sorry, they missed for the quarter, uh, which has got them getting beat up as well. Down nine and a half percent a new 52-week low for them if they opened right now. Then we had the Cheesecake Factory. I'm just, I'm having to really look hard for a winner here. Um, they uh, actually came out and, and reported an unexpected loss for the quarter. Um, Whoa. Yeah, that loss, um, higher cost, particularly in, um, for utilities. And I guess maybe in, in some of the other areas, utilities has become a bigger, bigger deal. But um, And building maintenance, they, I guess, uh, have, have been a big issue for them. They're down 4.7% this morning. Good heavens. Can you give I me know. one good one before so we I, set the table? So here's the deal. I, I left you a couple good ones for the end. Match.com. You must have joined, Dave. Um, they, uh, they, they had a good quarter. Better than expected revenue. And earnings, uh, a boost in their paid subscription rates for the tender service, match up 16% this morning. Whoa. Yeah. And then, you know, the maker of, I had to look to see who this was, uh, the maker of Oreos and the Sour Patch Kids. I mean, I recognize that the name, but I didn't recognize mm-hmm. the company. It's called Mand- Mandiesel, Mand- Mandieliza. I can't pronounce even the, the company okay. name. Um, but they uh, they they did well. They've been able to actually increase their prices, and it hasn't hurt the demand. Um, so they're up three percent this morning. Let me close with Caesars Entertainment. They beat as well, um, and they had a big jump this morning, up six point seven percent this morning. Okay, so we're eating Oreos and uh, slowing money on the throw on the one armed bandits. Yep, that's it, man. We're, we're, we're making it happen there. There's your snapshot for the day. Minor off day on Wall Street yesterday in advance of what's going to be some earth-shaking stuff later on today. How are we looking 45 minutes before the market opens, Philip? So at this point, it has uh, dwindled down further than what it was when we first went on air. Uh, the Dow is down two-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is down a tenth. The NASDAQ 100 is actually slightly, I mean, slightly, like $6 in the green. Um, and we look at the other side, we got silver uh, back up about uh, almost three quarters of a percent, gold up six tenths. Crude oil is shading down just a tad. I mean, not even, not even 10 cents uh, to $88.31 a barrel right now, Dave. Yes. 
saying in the neighborhood anyway. Overseas markets, Asian markets, for the most part, the Chinese markets are ever party off the rumor that maybe the COVID policy might change. They were generally up substantially this morning. European markets are just frittering either side of the zero mark with no trend at all halfway through their day. Need to get some stability, need to be able to insulate myself from shocking stuff that might happen this afternoon. That takes a plan. How do I find you to get that plan going, Philip? And give us a call for our core retirement analysis, 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend. I know there's a little bit of change. We'll still be on at 6 a.m. Saturday morning. We'll have to skip the noon show, but we'll be back on Sunday at 10 on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back tomorrow morning, and I'll hope to heck I'm telling you I'm wrong when I uh, say that I don't think the market has a three-quarter percent bump priced in completely. I'll see you then, sir. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, thanks for joining us today. I hope you're off to a great start. Please remember, it's our core retirement analysis that can analyze where you are, make sure you're on the right path for the retirement you've always dreamed of. Hope you'll join me again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.